Jamie Eisner, Alex Smolikoff, Luke Wright here. That was an interesting end to Game 1, which results in the Golden State Warriors winning in overtime, and the path to get there was incredibly... That was the most fun I've ever had watching a basketball game. Fun fact, I fell asleep. So, so did J.R. Smith, so yeah. it's all good. When I woke up, I had no idea what had happened. I just looked at Twitter, and I saw a wall of outrage and memes about J.R. Smith. Honestly, not if like like I'm almost jealous. Like I wish I hadn't seen what happened and could just try and like piece it together memento style through Twitter. That would have been a lot of fun. It was inter- it literally I I didn't even try to find the clip for 20 minutes. I just yeah, that's I just I mean. looked at all the memes <laughs> and gotta, I'm like, like come up with something your Smith head. goofed. All I did like you got look as as someone with the Cavs money line, excuse, a lifelong Cavs fan that I am. Yeah. Uh I, I was very disappointed by JR Smith and the way that ended not, and not as disappointed as LeBron James probably. So here, here's the thing then. This is the the, the Cal- for this anchor, because if you were to write like an onion story describing what is the most hilarious yet apropos way these LeBron James Cavaliers would lose a game in the finals, it would be LeBron James putting up a bajillion points and J.R. Smith in particular doing something stupid to cost them the game. Yeah, like I said to you earlier uh, before we started recording that it was LeBron's teammates have stopped not helping him and have started actively sabotaging him, which is just incredible. He's literally playing. 12v1, if you count his team. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's incredible. So he's like, turn up the difficulty. It's it's a Hall of Fame mode right yeah, now. Yeah, Hall of Fame mode. Yeah. But, but this interesting thing that Alex Smolikoff found, and it was this, this narrative going around Twitter, and I'm extremely intrigued by this. And, and the press, it's this. It's LeBron's legacy is going to grow greater for being swept in the series than Kevin Durant will be for getting his second ring. Let's take the sweeping part out of it for a question. Let's just say LeBron losing. Yep. Let's say it's not seven games, it's not some valiant performance. They, they lose in four or five <laughs> or whatever. We, everything we thought they were at the beginning. Does this actually help LeBron's legacy more than it helps Kevin Durant's legacy? I'm very torn on this because for a lot of different reasons. First of all, legacy talk always is just a very subjective kind of gray area. And also because I, I'm not a huge fan of the ring or bust aspect to legacies. Uh, and so, therefore, I don't really think that winning or losing a championship should necessarily be a, a, a as massive a, a piece of a legacy as it always ends up being. But I, at the end of the day, I, I it's weird because I find myself agreeing with the overall concept of it in that I think for the, for the first time really ever... I think people are really saying it really doesn't matter if LeBron James wins this finals as far as his legacy is concerned because his teammates are so bad, and and that was solidified last night. And I really don't think anyone gives Kevin Durant credit for winning the title last year, even as the MVP of the series, and I don't think people will give him credit so long as he's winning titles with the Warriors. So I actually do agree with it, where I think LeBron scoring 51 points in a finals game and losing, and people going, good God, what does this man have to do? is always going to look better than Kevin Durant winning title after title with a super team. Score 52 points. Yeah, Yeah, at least. Here's my thought on this, because I think both legacies are helped by this. If Kevin Durant wins the MVP, which, again, not off to a great start. No, not a great game one, which didn't, you know, doesn't help. That was Steph Curry's game. If he wins the MVP in this series, I think it's remarkably helpful for his legacy. Because I think he, much like LeBron, but we're going to look back post-Kevin Durant's career, and we're not going to... Yes, there's going to be a footnote about the snake stuff and the burner accounts and the leaving Oklahoma City to go form a a mega-super-mega team with the Golden State Warriors. Is that a type of contract? It it, it might be soon, the way the the league's revenues are going. 
we're going to talk about the cumulative stats that he puts up and the cumulative accomplishments that he has. And I think winning a second NBA Finals MVP is going to make him talked about among the all-time greats. If he doesn't win that, then yes, I will agree that LeBron's legacy will be enhanced by this because it will not be hurt. There's Unless LeBron comes out and scores a combined six points in the next three games, his legacy will not be hurt by this. We watched this Cavs team all year. They are a bad basketball team disguised as a good team because they have the best player in the world on it. I, I guess you can make the distinction between narrative and legacy in that a legacy is kind of what people 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now remember. And I think you're right. In general, the, the real quick numbers to look at are how many titles did he win and how did he perform while winning those titles. And that's going to look good for Durant the farther away from them we get. But as far as narrative goes and the two dueling narratives of A, LeBron James is the best player in the world and it's not fair that he has to try and do this with the teammates that he has, and the narrative that Kevin Durant is this weak uh, sellout taking the easiest road possible uh, to win titles with the best team ever assembled while playing LeBron's team of misfits, those narratives are going to, in fact, build a, be built upon with what happens in this series. Like, I, I still don't think anyone this summer is going to look at Kevin Durant as any better with ring number two than he was with ring number one or before he won any rings with the Warriors. And I don't think anyone's going to look at LeBron any worse than before he dragged this sorry-ass team to the finals. So the narrative, I think will continue to build that Kevin Durant is winning titles the easiest way possible and LeBron James is doing everything humanly possible to win titles but can't because of his teammates. I, I said this, I think, with you several times before this series even started because we've had this legacy talk with LeBron. Yep. Pretty much at this point in his career, everything somehow relates back to his legacy. And I even said before the series starts, regardless of what happens, regardless of how many games he wins or lo he loses, because yes. if he wins, it does help his legacy sure. a tremendous amount, but regardless of how many he loses and how he loses them, it doesn't affect his legacy at all to me because no matter what, his legacy is going to always be defined now as him versus Jordan, Jordan better because Jordan was 6-0 in the finals, and Jordan fans, Jordan stands... Like, they're, they're, that's just their mindset. It's never going to change. And LeBron will be the best player in the world of all time for some people who want to look at it as an individual skill-based accolade. But I do believe that at this point, his legacy is pretty much all but secured unless he can somehow take this specific team and win. And win. Yeah. Because even if he wins with a Boston team next year or a Philly team or a Houston team, or yeah, a Houston team people are just going to be like, well, do, okay. Do you look at LeBron like I look at LeBron in the sense that people will appreciate what he is as a player and the amazing things he's done more when we get two, three, four years post-retirement? Because I think right now everybody is so utterly consumed with comparing him to Michael Jordan at every possible outcome, including media outlets, <coughs> ESPN, excuse me, I don't know where that came from, that I, I think we are missing the greatness that is happening before our eyes. And, and I think we, we now live in the era of this... From the big three in Boston on, we have now lived in the era of super team again. Thanks, Boston. And everybody is so consumed about tearing down top players because they want to play with other good players. It's fascinating to me. It is, I think we're missing the point. It is a very strange dichotomy that you can have the, the same people who will both laugh slash empathize with LeBron for what he has as far as teammates and the, the lengths he has to go to to even come close to winning a game in the finals. 
and then also rip on Kevin Durant or diminish his accomplishments because he wanted to make sure he didn't end up in the same place LeBron did, yeah. basically. You can't say, oh, what was LeBron? Poor LeBron. I can't believe he has to do this while teammates don't remember the score and, and aren't scoring any points, and it's all LeBron, and he has to do everything, and it sucks for him. And also say, but we're not counting Durant as winning legitimate titles because he made sure to go to a team where he did have good teammates. That part is weird to me. But I think for LeBron and Durant, people will look back on their careers after they retire a little bit better than they do in real time. With the possible exception being this summer, if LeBron goes to a team that's set up to win and then doesn't, that will hurt him. The same way that losing that first year in Miami and that last year in Miami tend to kind of hurt him. If he goes to a Philly or a Houston this summer and then still isn't winning more titles, there will be people that will hold that against him more than if he were to lose titles or not get to the finals again while staying in Cleveland or going to some kind of rebuilding team. To me, the biggest help for LeBron James's narrative and LeBron James' legacy overall right now, Kevin Durant. Because I do think in two, three years after LeBron has retired, what's going to happen is because Durant will still be playing, more than likely, barring some sort of injury knock on wood, um, Durant's still going to be playing, and that will be the next comparison. That will be the, is Kevin Durant better than LeBron James? And everyone's going to say no, because LeBron James had to carry those sorry-ass Cavs teams to the finals, and Durant went to Golden State. Yes. Very plural. And so to me, I think his, surprisingly, Kevin Durant's actually going to be the biggest help for LeBron's legacy after LeBron retired. I actually, I, I, I agree with point. that point for an, another reason as well. I, I think it's because people are going to look at this. I mean, we had an anchor before about LeBron becoming the underdog in this series. People are going to look at the super teams and they're going to say that they're going to look at that and say what LeBron is doing is even more impressive because he didn't do that right now. Even though he did his super team gimmick in Miami and he's going to do it again this offseason, I believe. I don't believe he's staying in Cleveland by any means. But I, I think all, people are looking for somebody to vanquish the Warriors now. And I think that LeBron's already done it once. If he can somehow do it again, even with another team that's not the Cavs, I think it's going to help his legacy even more. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole super team thing really. It just took a weird loop, I think, as far as the way people look at them. Where when Boston did it, it was kind of fun and exciting. And then when Miami did it, it was, like, well, that there's your answer to what Boston did. And then when the Warriors did it, now we're, I think people are just sick of it. And I don't think people want to say it's so It's funny that super teams have become such a, a thing that a team with James Harden and Chris Paul became a plucky underdog. Yes. Uh, because they weren't as super of a team as the yeah. team they are playing. So that's where we're at with that. And, and I do think that what LeBron does this summer and then what he does beyond that with whatever team he chooses will be a, a big factor. Uh, and I think what what Durant does if and when he leaves Golden State and goes, goes elsewhere will also be a factor in his legacy. But this idea that LeBron is going to look better losing this finals than Kevin Durant will look while winning it is certainly something that I at least understand in a real-time analysis of what's going on. Where LeBron's going to be putting up 45 a game and losing, and Durant can play, again, not a great game one and come out on the winning side because that's the way these teams are set up. To me, it's it's very simple. If Durant wins the MVP, his legacy will be the one that gets the most enhanced by this. If he does not, then clearly in this argument, LeBron James, with his team actively fighting against him, as Smolikov pointed out earlier, uh, he 
He's going to build his legacy even in a loss. And I'm sorry, Jordan fans. It's true, and it's deserved. 